Okay, thank you for joining us for episode seven of Head Start. This is a weekly podcast to help Liberty Adult, uh, Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders prepare for the upcoming Sunday. So Kyle, let me ask you this question. If this is for adult and student ministry life group leaders, if someone is listening now and they're not either of those, do they need to? Do they have to stop listening right now? They do. But they, they turn it off right now. <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's going to be helpful for anybody that wants to t- tune in and and listen to some of the things that are going on at Liberty or uh, some of the upcoming things, um, and then the curriculum as we kind of walk through the passage. It can be helpful. So it's good. Yeah, it's anyway. good. Okay. So so if you're not uh, an adult or student ministry life group leader, it's okay. Keep listening. And uh, hopefully there's something here that's helpful for you. All right. So speaking of things that are coming up, let me, leaders, let me give you uh, just a really quick commercial, and then we'll get to uh, uh, continuing on into the Heroes uh, sermon series. Uh, there's, uh, there are two really important dates that are coming quickly, and quicker than what we think. One is going to be August the 6th. Uh, that is a Sunday uh, for all leaders. We're going to have a leader training meeting on that Sunday after church. So all life group leaders, preschool all the way through the older adult life group leaders. We're going to ask all of you guys uh, to stick around after church that day. We're going to feed you lunch. We'll do some large group training together for just a short period of time. And then we'll break up into age-divided groups, preschool, kids, student ministry, adults. Uh, and we'll have some training there. Uh, we're committing to being out the door by 2 p.m. So you stick around. We'll feed you lunch. And we'll be done prior to 2 p.m. on that date. So I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and mark your calendar. There's more information coming your way about that. But just uh, keep that in mind. The second date that's really important is the following Sunday. That will be August Sunday, August the 13th. We're calling that Kickoff Sunday. On that Sunday, we're asking all of our church, we're going to ask everybody to come on that Sunday wearing your team, your favorite team's color. War Eagle. There it is right there. So if you're an Alabama fan, an Auburn fan, if you are an Edmonton Oilers a hockey fan, I don't know, or, or – Choose another team. (laughs) Or maybe an Atlanta Braves fan. You know, whatever your team is, whoever, like I'm sure Ashley is going to come wearing her favorite curler, you know, team because for whatever reason she's into curling. It doesn't. She's a South Carolina fan. Well, I guess maybe she could do that. Yeah. So, any regardless, come on that Sunday wearing your favorite team's color. We will take uh, the group pictures, much like we did last year, uh, but we'll take group pictures for all life groups, preschool through older adults. And, and um, we're going to ask our, um, our adult life groups to partner with next-gen groups. There's more information coming to you guys about that. So just know, just mark that in, in your mind, August the 13th, Sunday morning, come wearing your team colors. Also, on that very same day, August the 13th, we're going to ask you to um, come hang out with us that afternoon from 4 until 6 p.m. We're going to have a tailgate party, and that's going to be at Hargis, uh, the Hargis Christian Camp right here in Chelsea. 
uh, we'll gather as a church body. Uh, we'll, we'll all be out there. We're going to spend some time fellowshipping together. We're going to have food. Uh, there'll be games for people to play, whoever wants to play the games. Uh, we'll also do a worship service, which will include a devotion. And we're hoping to have baptism on that evening. What a great way to wrap up the summer uh, on that evening at Hargis. So really looking forward to that. Mark that on your on your calendar. Again, more information will be coming to you about that really soon. But just want to plant that seed so that you're aware of those things. Okay. Now, with that commercial done, uh, Kyle, let's. I just want to ask one really quick question. Just connecting, trying to figure out as a child, some favorite childhood memories that you might have. One, maybe two, if you want to go crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll go crazy because I. Jenna will tell you my memory of uh, childhood is very limited, and I don't yes. know why, because I had a great childhood, um, sure. so it's not <laughs> like I'm blocking out memories. Great childhood, um, just in terms of uh, memories, though, I struggle. Um, I, I do remember a few things, um, particularly, uh, I remember being down in Florida at my grandparents' um, uh, house, their neighbor had a pool, and we would always get in there. My grandfather and my dad would always act like they were sharks, and we were always, yes, you know, trying sure. to get away from them. I remember that being a lot of fun. I remember being in uh, my other granddad's workshop. He built one by hand, and, and just being in there, letting he would let me try the different tools oh, that's cool. and, and uh, just kind of, yeah. uh, you know, nail some wood together sure, sure. just off to the side but he was I just remember those and then um uh, gosh hunting with my dad I remember, oh yeah uh you know the early mornings and getting a little you know donut from the gas station sure. with some chocolate milk yes. and, and driving yeah. there so uh, just some fun things like that. That's cool. I certainly remember those. So you? as a kid, uh, I grew up in Prattville, and the things that we did uh, was we rode bicycles. Hmm. Like I can remember as a kid getting up early on Saturday morning, you know, yeah. there was probably some cartoons and a bowl of, you know, Frosted Flakes sure. involved. Uh, and then out, out mm -hmm. on the bicycle. And, I mean, gone. Like we're not only in our neighborhood but other neighborhoods. And we explored all over the place. Yeah. And there'd be three, four, five. Sometimes they'd, we'd have like a bicycle gang, man. It was oh, yeah. crazy. And <laughs> That's good. Uh, just having a great time being kids. Uh, similar to you, I can remember hunting with my dad, uh, doing that, and some great stories and memories. I can remember even as an adult, um, probably 20 years ago, being able to go hunting uh, with my dad. Uh, so just really cool That's memories. Special. Good, good. It really is. So anyhow, all right. Just a little quick commercial there. Now, uh, let's think about the the heroes sermon series series that began last Sunday. Daryl Wood. Yes. Uh, wow, when he came out with that hat and walking stick. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. He did a great, great. Did, did a great job. Um, so we're going to continue in the Hero Sermon Series, looking at Mary, uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Yeah, so um, the series began with Noah, and then this, uh, by the time you listen to this, the previous sermon will have been Elijah, and, and then we transition to Mary. And, and I really like the, dis the distinction between the power of the encounter between Elijah and 
the Baal prophets mm -hmm. and, and how that points to this mighty hero of the faith. And then we transition the next week to yeah. this young girl yes. in this little village yep. um, that is just doing daily life. Yeah. And her response to Gabriel um, and how her simple faithfulness is equally heroic yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the faith. So I really like just from week to week how each of these is kind of pointing to a different form of uh, heroism in, yeah. in, uh, in the faith. But and, and, and we talked about this earlier today, but to think about, you, you know, here is little Elizabeth, and we see this in the beginning of the chapter, yeah. which is we're not covering today. Uh, and, and then a little bit later, little Mary, mm -hmm. and here's Gabriel, who who's coming from God's presence yes. to to speak to them. Right. It's just mind blowing, and to realize that yeah. that's how big our God is, yeah. and how He He sees us, and how He wants to be near us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and so you see the the difference between you know, an Elijah and a Mary, but then you see the difference between a Zechariah mm -hmm. and, and Mary. And I think that's one of the main lessons of this particular week in the series, because Luke begins with Gabriel, as you said, coming to Zechariah when he's going in to perform the duties of the high priest yes. that year. And, and, uh, Gabriel saying, hey, you're going to have a son in, in your old age mm -hmm. uh, with Elizabeth. And uh, Zachariah doubts. Yeah. And, and because you know, of his doubt. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and his response, you know, is, uh, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my yeah. wife is advanced in years. And you're, you're reading this and you're going, uh, you can imagine what Gabriel is thinking too. Um you're the you're the teacher of Israel, <laughs> like Abraham, yes. and Sarah, like you. This story has happened before, yes. um, and, and you're doubting that it's going to happen. Mm. And Gabriel's like, "Hey, I I just came from the presence of God, who sent me here to tell you this, and mm. you're asking me, you know, how can you be sure that this is going to happen?" Um, yeah. Uh, it's like, why don't you take some time to be quiet and think on this for a, uh, a while? So for the rest of Elizabeth's pregnancy, uh, Zachariah is mute. Um, yes. So can't speak. And it's really just a, a kind of a gentle but very obvious rebuke mm. of Zachariah, who should have known better at, yeah. at this point. When God's word says, you know, something, we're to believe it. Yeah. And, and and so Zechariah is is rebuked in, in this way. Um, and then the scene switches to um, this unknown uh, peasant girl mm. uh, who is just going about her day. And all of a sudden, Gabriel appears to her again. And whenever an angel for the most part in scripture appears one of the first things they say is do not be afraid mm -hmm. and um and one of the questions in the curriculum is um you know why might gabriel have needed to begin with the words do not be afraid <laughs> well a number of reasons. I, I can think. answer that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> you know the presence of an angel we these are not yes. you know the squishy little babies with you know flying around these are warriors when our god is called the lord of hosts he's the lord of armies mm -hmm. the one 
you know, one angel in the Old Testament goes out and wipes out entire armies. So yeah. we're talking about a fierce being um, that's very, very powerful. Um, and then also Mary's probably going, what in the world have I done? Like mm. here I've just been, you know, feeding the animals or, you know, folding some laundry and sure. all of a sudden, boom, here's... Uh, here's this divine messenger, and, and so wondering if she's done something wrong, and his first words are, are meant to comfort her. Say, hey, let's not fear uh, any of those things. I want you to listen to what I'm, what I'm saying. And he tells her that you know, she's going to have a child, and her question is much the same as Zachariah's, but mm-hmm. it's, it comes from faith, not from unbelief. Yeah. And, um, and so Gabriel doesn't rebuke her and instead he says you know this is how it's going to happen I know you don't have a husband um, yet but the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and and so the child that's going to be born to you will be called holy the the son of God and so Mary's taking all of this in and you can just imagine the um, questions and all the fear that begin to to come into her heart, hmm. and yet her response is just a beautiful expression of simple obedience and trust. She says, "Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word." Yeah. Hey. How much trouble in our own lives could we avoid if we would say something like that more often? Yeah. You know, according to your word, let it be to me. Like, I'm your servant. Yeah. I'm just here to do whatever you're calling me to do. Yet my heart, and I I would imagine anyone who's listening to this, your heart, uh, we push back against that. Yes, we'll say with our lips, I'm your servant, let it be, but let it be in this way Hmm. or maybe not right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that simple resignation to this is whatever you want. Here I am. Um, And just the astounding faith that is um, demonstrated in that type of statement is, is really, um, really heroic uh, and very challenging to Hmm. us. Yeah. Um, we don't know a lot about what happened to Mary throughout her pregnancy. I mean, she, she went and visited Elizabeth a little later in this chapter, but you can just imagine the, uh, the scandal that Mm. her pregnancy was and not just a one-time scandal, like for nine months and really then beyond that for the rest of her life, people were pointing, people were whispering, people were, you know, shaking their heads at her saying, uh, you know, hey, this this immoral girl, um, you know, she came up with this crazy story mm. that an angel had visited her. But um, really what she was saying in that moment was, here I am. And, and if it requires that I be an outcast mm. for the sake of your plan, then here yeah. I am. And yeah. so just a real hero, um, you know, I, I don't want to be an outcast for two minutes. She was an outcast for the rest of her life in many ways, uh, yeah. really thought to be uh, crazy and, and scandalous. And, and yet um, just a just a peasant girl who believed God and was willing to be used in whatever way he saw fit. So mm-hmm. I think there's much to 
be made about the faith of Mary. Yes. And she knew she needed a savior. We're not lifting her up in any sort of way of, you know, like Roman Catholicism would. Instead, we do recognize, though, that even as a sinner, she was a, a, a woman that believed God and simply was available to his purposes. And sometimes... I would say more often than not, that's what real heroic faith looks like. It, and that's exactly what God asks of all of us, mm-hmm. though, right? Is just simply to believe yeah. and to be available to His movement in our life. Yeah. And, yeah. and when He calls and when He directs that we would go, yes, yeah. God, yeah. that we would be palms up, mm-hmm. hands open, ready to serve as He's leading. Yeah. And, and what a great example that she laid for us. It is. And... You know, so many times, particularly particularly as we grow up, um, I don't know about you, but, you know, there, I didn't read Bible stories and go, hey, I want to be like the person <laughs> that really wasn't known in the Bible. Sure. I want to I be David taking down Goliath. Yeah. I want to be like Elijah calling down fire on the, you know. Um, but, you know, for Mary just teaches us that, um, availability to the purposes of God. If you're a mom in the home, if you're a widow, you know, visiting other widows, if no matter what, like that simple faith is really all that God's looking for. That's, that's yeah. what he wants from us. And uh, sometimes it might be easier to go up on Mount Carmel and call for fire than it would be to just today, let me be faithful to whatever he's called me to. Yeah. And, and so I think... Mary really um, does a good job for our people, for us and for our people, of reminding them that there are no small acts of faithfulness. Yeah. Um, if you'll just say yes to the Lord, uh, he'll do mighty things in you. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly you, you think of, uh, you can think of our measures mm-hmm. in, uh, as a student who lives changed. Yep. Uh, Mary laid that example down, right? She was... She was like, hey, look, I, I'm not going to live based on my standards. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm allowing uh, who God is to be real in my life. And, and as he leads me, uh, I'm w- willing uh, to say yes. And I'm going to live differently because of his call in my life. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's who God's called us to be mm-hmm. as disciples, as we walk in our faith, is to express that and say, yes, I, I'm willing to live differently. That's true. That's so. true. Well, and, and then as the curriculum, you know, winds up or, or um, finishes up, we've got uh, some livid out points. One of them is, you know, what are you doing to surrender your plans to the Lord? Like, I am good at coming up with plans <laughs> for my life. I'm good at coming up with a schedule for my day, for my week. Um, but just really learning uh, that I might not see Gabriel, you know, interrupting my week. Maybe I will this week. Who knows? Um, but being available yeah. if, uh, with the, with the idea that my day doesn't belong to me, my schedule doesn't belong to me. If somebody, you know, needs to talk with me or if I need to go do something that I wasn't planning, sure, that's fine. I just need to be available and yeah. I need to be able to hands up, go, Lord, you know, I am your servant. That's Here good. That's good. So. Well, 
I hope that this conversation is helpful for you leaders as you prepare um, to lead a discussion on Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Uh, again, I appreciate your leadership and investment into others. Uh, just a real quick reminder as, I wrap, as we wrap our time up together, just to remember those dates that we mentioned early, uh, August the 6th, the leader meeting after church will feed you We'll feed you on that day, and then August the 13th, the, our kickoff Sunday, wearing your team colors, and then that afternoon, um, the tailgate party at Hargis. It's going to be a great uh, couple weeks, uh, and I know there's a few weeks out, but really looking forward to them as we prepare for a new school year. And I know that really sounds painful, but it's coming. Fall is coming. So thank you so much, and uh, we are looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday.